Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Friends Podcast, man. Thank you so much yes, for joining sir. us. If it's your first time, thank you for coming through. We really appreciate all the listeners, new and old, man, for sure. I introduce myself. Mm-hmm. My name is Matt. I'm here with my co-host. My name is Rod, and this is the Friends Podcast. Make sure you check us out. We're streaming everywhere. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, and YouTube. Also, make sure you check out our socials on Instagram, TikTok, as well as YouTube Shorts. Yes, sir. Check us out everywhere we are, man. Um, so usually, you mm-hmm. know, me and Rod will chop it up about, you know, anything that we're, that's on our mind. We have our solo episodes, but today we have a very special guest in the building. Go ahead sure. and introduce yourself. Um, hi, I'm Yoshika, and I have a podcast called Girl Friday. I also am a sex worker, and yeah, I'm excited. I'm I'm in LA. <laughs> Hell yeah! I know you guys are in Houston, right? I'm in Houston. Oh, you're in Houston. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. I'm in Michigan. Michigan? Mm-hmm. Damn, that's yeah. cool. I love that. I love that. You ever been to Michigan? No, I've never been to Michigan, but I met some girl who's from Detroit here, and she's, like, really cool, so. I kind of want to get into just, like, what's been going on with you just recently. With me? Yeah, just what's <laughs> been going on with you recently. How's everything going? Well... It's been going good. Like right now I have a homie staying with me from Austin and um, we're just like going to make content together and support each other, like trying to make stuff and be creative or productive and whatever. Um, But besides that, I'm just chilling. Like I, I guess like doing content would be fun and cool if it gets going. But other than that, If not, then I'm kind of just chilling or, like, smoking or, like, enjoying life. So I'm just, yeah, I'm just chilling. That's how things have been going, I guess. (laughs) Okay, cool. That's good to hear. So let's talk about smoking right quick then. So, like, what you, are you a blunt girl? You a papers girl, bong? Like, what kind of, how do you partake? Yeah, I roll up, like, I like, I guess hemp papers now or like a leaf like i need to smoke like some leaf or something that's burning (laughs) what's that is that like backwoods or is that swisher um well in california they just banned flavored tobacco products so no vape pens no oh flavored swisher sweets yeah so I like Swisher Sweets, but I like the silver, the greens, and they're able to sell those. So I'll smoke those okay. for sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Low key, the flavors are kind of trash anyway. Like nobody wants a fucking white grape. Like who does that? You know? Yeah. Cause it's like targeted towards kids that it's illegal. So. Mm-hmm. Okay. Interesting. I didn't know that they did that law. Um, but yeah let's get into um so i kind of want to take it all the way back with you yoshika so um let's kind of talk about like where are you from originally and just you know like how was your upbringing and like what, what was going on during your childhood um okay so i'm from houston born and raised and oh, okay my parents divorced when i was like four Uh, But before that, we were all living, like, southwest Houston, and then, and then me and my mom moved to northwest, which is, like, um, Spring Branch, and then grew up there, then grew up in Katy, like, in high school and middle school, and, like, Katy was, like, super white, but, so I had to, like, tone down, like, my ghetto-ness and, like, <laughs> just a bunch of um, societal differences and upbringings, like, different upbringings is what I witnessed. And just a lot of suburban life, a lot of, like, mom life, like, soccer mom life. <laughs> Um, okay a lot of karens 
Yeah, a lot of Karen. So what what age was this? Are you talking about elementary, middle school, high school? This was like school? high school, like ending high school. Like and like high school, yeah, because I feel like in the two thousands we we're all still a little like like ghetto and cool, and then and then Hollister started like whitewashing us, and like yeah, <laughs> like the later two thousands were like a little like more white. Yeah, everybody wanted to be preppy and like yeah, do that preppy. like country club type shit. Yeah, exactly. So what was those high school years like? High school? Okay. Um, well, I used to get bullied a lot, to be honest. Like, there would be girls that I didn't really talk to that didn't like me. Like, I remember these two twins, like, they went to my high school and they were, like, really popular and, like, white. And they were so beautiful and, like, they hated me. And, like, they had the same birthday as me, too. And there were, like, these two white twins, like, starting drama in the hallway with me. And we all have the same birthday. <laughs> and I'm like, what are we doing? Um, and then, like, a bunch of, like, guys would call me, like, Ho and, like, like Ho Chica or, like... <laughs> and I was, like, Damn. I was actually never even fucking guys from my high school, like... I was like fucking guys from this other high school and like and like I wasn't I didn't even know my body yet like I didn't know how to orgasm or anything so I was just like being like dumb like fucking and like honestly not even remembering because it's like none of this was like a connection or like I was mm -hmm. like I didn't know how to come to like feel good and feel satisfied that's like the result of like clinginess or like weird like I don't know like what's going on here or, like heartbreak or like whatever and it was just like looking back that's how my sex life was but yeah a lot of people from my high school would call me like ho and like all this stuff and like I literally would never like one time they made a rumor up saying like I gave head in the staircase of the school and I was like, <laughs> what? I would never do that. Like, I'm also really shy. And then, and I was in soccer and like my soccer coach like kicked me off the team because that, and it wasn't even true. Damn. All right, let's, <laughs> let's pause this a little bit. So I'm just trying to figure out like how, how did these rumors even start off? Like, what was like the first instance that that you noticed that this start conversation started happening amongst your peers? I don't even know, dude. I think like they always it's because I'm like a person of color. It's so like if I give off any type of sexuality, like it's that's times ten, first of all. And then it's like, um, for the girls, I don't know. Like, I just had random haters. Like, I, I don't understand that. But, like, I don't know. And then for the guys, like, I think just they just wanted to fuck me low-key. And they were just, like, bullying me. And this was just all throughout high school? This was my high school experience, yes. In the end, I, like, lost a bunch of friends because I was, like, calling people. But, honestly, I would get along with, like, a lot of nerds or like the fucking more quieter smarter people like they loved me and they rooted for me or protected me <laughs> or like mm -hmm. i was like an, i was really good at did math. you want to be protected like like i was good at math i just wanted to be supported and like seen or whatever like you know felt like i feel like high school is very elitist and like it's really weird and sexist and like it's just a really weird experience. And then to say that you go through that for the real world is insane. Because, like, that was torture. <laughs> so what about, like, at, what about, like, at home? Like, how was that? At home? Um, well, like, my little sister, she's really, like, smart and such a good kid that, like, my mom was mainly focused on, like, raising her and like having a happy environment and family for her as normal as possible so like my little sister and my stepdad and my mom would definitely like make it a point that their family dynamic was strong and like I think that was like hard for me to handle sometimes because like I felt not included or like weirded out I'd be like what 
<laughs> but um, yeah, I like grew up and like forgave and kind of like worked on a lot of family stuff between me and my mom. But she was, I was, I just wanted to like leave the house. So I just like left in the middle of the night. <laughs> I would be bad in the end. I would, like, leave in the middle of the night. Honestly, I got kicked out at 17, like, towards, like, my senior year. I was, like, on a lot of stuff, and, like, I got kicked out, and, like, yeah, I just got a little apartment. It was, like, 700 and my dad paid for it for, like, I think it was half a year, so. You never and went then, back? No, I decided I was like, I'm going to go to college in Austin. I need to get sober, which I did. I cut everything cold turkey, went to Austin. I was like, I need to do this so I can concentrate mm -hmm. on like my college studies. And then I lived in Austin for eight years. And I was like a major in like radio, TV and film and converging media and stuff like that. So. Okay. Now I'm dope. in LA. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Shout the out journey. LA. Shout out LA. What made you go out to LA though? Like, was it just like that's the media capital to you, or you just you just kind of like the vibe there? Like, what was that decision like? Well, after going to Austin, where I was allowed to be myself and be as weird or artsy or whatever as possible, I definitely got the courage to slowly make my way to LA. I mean, I first moved to San Diego. So I lived okay. there for like eight eight months, um, and then now I I just made the leap of going to LA because I was like, I'm missing Texas, and then I was like, well, what am I missing? And then I realized like, oh, I miss the ambition and the hustle in Houston, or like the creativity and like the art in. Austin I was like well where can I go from San Diego because San Diego is like a vacation town it's like a chill retirement barely any traffic like it's nice you go to the beach a lot type of town but like there's no like fashion or hustle like there's no <laughs> energy yeah. for me to no like drip. catch on to yeah I need like that energy around me so I was like well where can I go and I was like I might as well just try LA like to pursue my screenwriting and like yeah mainly that but yeah i saw that on your uh instagram here it said that you're a screenwriter a model a dj dj are you doing all that right now in la i want to start djing so i have a board and i practice a lot i do model for a lot of like photographers what, what kind of board do you have I just have like a Pioneer um, Serato one. That's the good shit. Okay. Yeah. And what kind of music are you playing? I play like, I would say like dark wave, synth punk, like Mexican mm. punk, Mexican pop, electronic type of. Who the hell is that? That's a genre. It's like what kind of music? Awesome. Like dark wave. <laughs> it's kind of like, it sounds like 80s, like a dark wave or like synths or like the piano synths or like the synthesizers. So lots of like, dude, like I don't even know how to explain it. And like, yeah. like spooky little, like, I don't know, synths or whatever, but then with electronic. So like there's uppers, but it's also just like a vibe where you're okay. like, what's going on i don't know yeah mm. it's definitely some i ain't gonna say rave music but it's like some like you feeling good like some of that type of shit so like i, I kind of want to ask you before we get off like your upbringing so like being from texas you never been like a country girl like you never been like all ride horses yeah <laughs> i used to be like that in like in high school a little bit like i was definitely whitewashed in high school i was held <laughs> captive by these white people like mentally and yeah <laughs> I yes I I was a country girl like I listened to Jason Aldean or like oh my god <laughs> Carrie Underwood and like I didn't feel it wasn't that deep but it was temporarily deep so mm. that was okay that. I feel that I feel that let's kind of talk about because you had mentioned that you had went to school for you know radio communications and things like that 
And so does that translate to your podcast, which is Girl Friday? And like, is this, is that translate, or is that what made you want to get into podcasting? For sure, I didn't recognize that that's where it would lead me to automatically. But eventually, like, I just had some people say they liked my voice, and then um, that I should have a podcast because I'm always like talking shit on IG or like being stupid, being weird, or like getting to the bottom of things culturally like i would say i'm an anthropologist in some sense and like i like just dissecting why things happen and like the culture and the inappropriation of certain things or the whitewashness of it all or like just weird shit the psychological like need behind things and like i don't even know the survive i don't know but (laughs) Yeah, so I started a podcast when I moved to LA. I was like, oh, well, I'm just going to start one. And then I was like trying to create a cover and doing all this stuff. So yeah, it definitely ties into that because I'm like, oh, it makes sense, radio, TV, and film. And I did want to apply at radios at some point in Houston and like almost made it to CBS or something. I don't even know, but then didn't. It was weird. So yeah, never made anything happen there in radio. When was your first instance of fame or um, celebrity or influencer that that you had the opportunity? Did your parents ever submit you for pageant shows or modeling agencies or anything like that? Oh, my or? God. No, I wish. I'm just kidding. No, I don't. <laughs> Those things are crazy. It's like... Yeah. <laughs> pimping out your children but i wish i started off in pageants and like modeling it just kidding no um no didn't do that i my first encounter with a celebrity was never through pageant or like something where it was um set up for me through my family or anything like that um my first encounter with a celebrity though i don't even know like during South by so many people perform in Austin and like they have to get their th- to their next show. And so everyone's crossing paths, I feel like in Austin mm-hmm. um, during South by especially. And I feel like there, like I, like I took a picture with Jordan Woods once before all that happened. Like when she was a baby, like a baby and like that was weird or like, yeah, like I've had like I've reached out to celebrities honestly and they've replied or like or like yeah, like I've been around some, I guess in some scenes, but like not, I don't know. Okay, okay. Um and I also want to ask you this about your podcast too. Um so like how when you had first started like how how did it what was that process of like getting comfortable you know, talking on the mic and, you know, getting comfortable on camera. Is that something that, like, you struggle with or was it something that clicked, like, automatically for you? Yeah, these are such good questions. Like, thank you for having me on because I'm usually asking. But of course, for sure, it's been, like, a learning experience trying to figure out my voice. Like, at first, I remember being, like, like setting up a trailer and saying, hi, guys, like, welcome to my body. And I was like, oh, my God. And like, now looking back at it, I'm like, oh, my God, I didn't need to be that extra. Like, fuck that. I kind of want to be chill. And then, um, obviously, my audio um, recordings sound way better than, like, my fucking video ones. Because mm. my video ones, I'm like looking at my guests and i'm like okay she looks cute or i'm like checking the time or like um i'm just like worrying worried about different details i'm like how much longer do we have are we going over time limit and like it's too much and like i have adhd so i'm like wait what did she say and so i learned audio a lot and put a lot of effort into that and i appreciate the audio versions of my podcasts a lot and they definitely took time to like curate all right so girl friday girl friday was uh a very precarious podcast that i um noticed um you bought 
people of different cultures, like LGBTQ, it seemed like. Also, you brought on uh, sex workers. Mm -hmm. um, is that what you're trying to go for with the, with the platform there? Um, yes. Yeah, so at the beginning, I was trying to interview, you know, sex workers, anyone who does like an odd job. So whether it's like an artist of any sort, like a drummer or like, um, like for the girls and it ended up being like, oh, I'm a stripper or I am an escort or like I'm a foot girl and <laughs> just I would just like come across different types of people not doing regular jobs. And that was like my main goal. Yes. Mm -hmm. What's a foot girl? What does that mean? So, yes, um, I do plan on supporting sex workers for sure. Yes, that's like my main thing. I support like femmes and uh, BIPOC. But so a foot girl is um, so foot fetishes are usually dom are usually correlated with like a submissive dominant role. So usually mm -hmm. subs are have foot fetishes like guys that like to be dominated and treated like shit. <laughs> Mm -hmm. um so when a girl a foot girl is a foot girl she's like a goddess mm. or a foot girl and so they they can give foot jobs they can like let you sniff their feet step on them there's like stompers and like stompers is um, crazy sni sniff their feet spit on them like put them on a leash mm -hmm. Or, like, it could go to, like, the extremes, like, pegging them, punishing them, slapping them. And, like, in return, mm. though, they, like, love and worship your feet. And, like, they're crazy. Mm, okay. <laughs> That's real. And you said stompers? Like, can you? Yeah, I'm, stomp. I'm sorry. Well, stomp on what? <laughs> stomp <feet> what, though? <laughs> on, but what? on your face. There's uh, trampoliners where you're jumping on them. <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> you know, I'm not sex though, but that's really interesting because I never, I never heard of that before in my life. That's really interesting. Um, yeah, there's now... a lot to unpack in that fetish, like psychologically and like honestly, what they're really looking for a girl to do. Like, what are they trying to look for in our brains during this? <laughs> Yeah. I, I, one thing that I always wondered was was like like after you do it once and it's crushed like like how does a guy do it after his balls are already crushed the first time like you're trampolining <laughs> on their balls right oh like, trampolining yeah so I haven't like, done that yet I haven't done that yet so I just know that those are the extremes of their rewards the rewards that they like and there's levels to it and the girls have done that but i never jumped on someone's balls sounds mm. painful sounds very painful on someone's balls? Twice. okay my friend has done it twice over here so i don't know really? <laughs> i need that's to interview really him <laughs> no <laughs> that's crazy um so i mean since we already kind of talking about you know your sex work and just sex work in general and just you know the people that's out here so let's kind of talk about the only fans venture and um you know just kind of like how what was that decision like was it something that was easy for you to be like boom let's do this was there any un uncomfortability with you know putting yourself out there in in that way um yes there there's a lot of vulnerability with putting myself out there in that way and i started like during the pandemic like the early early stages of the pandemic where like we were about to go on lockdown and like no one could believe it and the numbers were rising <laughs> and like the everything was getting crazy and Mm -hmm. I remember being like, because I was a dancer at the time in Austin, um, mm -hmm. and I remember saying like, oh my God, like if I can't go dance, how am I going to make money? And I was like, oh my God, oh my God. And OnlyFans was so new. Like the girls have heard like of OnlyFans in the back of our ears here and there, but it was never like a hustle to be really like, we're all in it, bitch. Like, no, it was just like a, maybe she has an only. And so I was like, what am I going to do? Start an OnlyFans? Like, and I said it as a joke to my friends and they were like, bitch, you should like the way the economy is right now. I don't know. 
And yeah. so I made my friend that's married. She was like, dude, you should do it. Like she was like rooting for me. I was like, okay, if you're saying that, <laughs> then I got to get on it. And then, yeah, I made one during the pandemic. Then a lot of girls started making it. And um, I also remember just like, I, I guess I got to explore my sexuality making OnlyFans, which was good, but it is a lot of vulnerability. Like, good thing I did it while I was like 24, 20, yeah, 24, I'm 28. So I was like young enough to just be like, okay, I am hot. But now it's like getting harder. <laughs> There's like levels. No, really? um, yeah, because, but you get hot, like as older, you get a different type of hotter. So it's kind of cool to mm -hmm. explore that. Um, but it's a lot of work and it's a lot of vulnerability. And a lot of guys don't take that into consideration. Like they think we're like straight up robots. And it's like, dude, I'm putting my ass on the line here. And I'm like <laughs> doing research and marketing development and like mm -hmm. security strategies and like sexual like studies and like <laughs> mm -hmm, i'm literally mm -hmm. doing the most to like sexually satisfy society and and i feel like every only fans girl has that pressure on them and a lot of people get a good recipe going which is usually like collabs with bigger people um and so then they reach out to a bunch of markets through those people that have a bunch of people you know outreach but for me, like, it's been, like, my sexuality, like, my ex-boyfriends or, like, who I'm fucking or, like, a guy that I have fucked that I have chemistry with or, like, mm -hmm. or, like, sometimes it's, like, customers that I have sessions with, like, for foot jobs or I'll be, like, can I record this really quick or, like, can you record me doing this? Like, I like to just tease and and record that and set. And so like how like so let me let me ask you a question about that like so when you do try to like you know get somebody to be on there with you are people receptive of, of that or like how do people react to it? Is it mostly I don't yes? really I don't really try and do that. That's so awkward for me to ask like will you get on here with me and like and yeah. if I do like that's what I'm saying like I have to really love you like and we have to have like good magical sex for me to know that what we're about to put on camera should be witnessed and like mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it's a part of my sexuality right now and i want people to see that mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. so when i do ask i don't feel embarrassed i'm like okay we need to record this but um i feel weird asking and then i know that a lot of guys say that a lot of girls ask and so sometimes i if it's like a hookup that I appreciate, I'll I'll ask, but the guys like they'll say no. Let me take it back to something you said before too. Um, how you were dancing, <clears throat> excuse me, you were dancing, and then you just started the OnlyFans. Like, do you feel like OnlyFans might have fucked the fucked the strip game up a little bit, or is it or is it still you know, think, alive and well? I think the strip game is a little outdated. Like culturally, we went from, and I still I love the idea of getting like a a skinny bbl or whatever like i love like big ass and like a skinny waist every girl wants that but i feel like the strip club that we went into like strong was like that type of bbl also like pre-pandemic music like, like hustle culture music and like the certain twerks like i feel like they're kind of getting outdated like they're beautiful to see and witness but if you think about stripping like in the 60s it was way different or like 70s and like mm -hmm, i mm -hmm. definitely feel like i like the strip clubs with more diverse like queer people and just like mm -hmm. ethereal looking sexy people like i like strip clubs that let you have the freedom of like not being pretty but being hot in your own way and like like standard pretty you know like and so i think those are sexier but there's not a lot of clubs that have the freedom of doing that so mm, so maybe they should kind of switch it up and kind of go towards what you're saying because you're saying it's a little outdated how it's just like but i mean it is impressive if you've seen that it's a video i've seen where this girl went from the top to the bottom of the pole like it was a high ceiling like it, it's impressive yeah. so you're saying I've seen that you, I've, I've seen that in real life in real life really yeah right in puerto rico ah. from the top nice 
to the bottom. That's hard. That's hard though. But um, okay, that's real interesting. I that's feel hard. like that. Um, someone just someone just threw like a, a bunch of rocks just on the stage, like <laughs> as they should. Definitely. Whoever wants to throw money is appreciated. So how did you deal with that though? Like we'll we'll get off this in a minute, but like so when you were were dancing, like was it how did you deal with people not really supporting and not really like throwing ones like that? Like was it just something you just like, all right, well, okay, I'm just gonna stop, or did you confront them? No, everyone threw money all the time, whether it's a dollar or two, put it in my little thong. And like some people came through a bunch of money, that's what they love doing. Some people would show support, like show support, you know, mm-hmm. no matter what, like, and so it always counts and it's fun. Or like some girls love to tip for the guy. They're like, oh, she's hot. And so every mm-hmm. encounter is like different and nice. And I appreciate tippers for sure. Any, okay, dope. Yeah, dudes, if you're listening, please tip tip at the strip club. Like, I don't know what y'all doing doing if you are not. But uh, yeah, even one or two for the beauty or whatever you mm-hmm. see, like the entertainment, the sparkle, the makeup, the whatever effort you've noticed. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So back to OnlyFans a little bit. So I don't know. I just kind of want to know how you deal with, or do you even hear like the stigma that people have with people that's on OnlyFans, like. Do you, how do you deal with that or what kind of stuff do you hear? Well, what do you guys hear? What do you guys hear about the stigma? That's a good question. Um, I think yeah, that people, yeah, I think that people think it's like some bullshit. I mean, I've heard men say like, oh, women can make money doing anything. Um, you know, they could make money showing up their bodies. Or I've heard dudes say like, you know, she automatically a hoe if she getting on OnlyFans and stuff like that. So that's kind of the stigma that I hear. You know what I mean? It's really just kind of putting them down. But that, to me, I feel like, hey, get your money. You know what I mean? Like that's a that's a stream of income. So, you, so you so you'll be good with your girl doing that. Um, get your money. I don't know. We talked about this before. I don't. I mean, possibly. I don't want to be on there with her. But I, I'm. I will consider. You know, like that. That's. I feel like it's the woman's choice. If that's what she really <laughs> want to do, like do what you want to do. You know what I mean? But so, like, I mean, from that, from what I just said, like, do you hear those same kinds of things? And, like, how do you combat that when you hear those things? Or do you even try to? Um, I love these headphones. I'm glad that my headphones work and that <laughs> I, I get to use them with you guys. Um, yeah. You got all, like, Hello Kitty headphones for the listeners? Yeah. My Wait, is that headphones. lights? Is that lights in there? Like, is lights in the ears? Yeah, there's lights in the ears, which I didn't know. <laughs> Okay, that's dope. Yeah. Okay. Um, oh, yeah. yeah, I hear those types of things too. Like, I guess, like, oh, she has an OnlyFans. Like, she's don't take her seriously, or like, she's mentally ill, or like, <laughs> she's a hoe, obviously, right? That's inappropriate. Or like, she does that for money. Like, she's dumb and like i don't know i don't know like or like yeah as a boyfriend no, here well what i don't i'm not arguing i'm just telling you the stigmas that i'm hearing <laughs> no i'm not arguing it okay. it's just that like okay we understand what everyone else say but we want to know what you think about it okay i think like the stigmas or what like what i think about only what do you think them? about people having those stigmas on you does it bother well, you? For, Does it... First of all, it's a lot of work. It's not just like post ass. Like I said, there's a lot of analytics and um, marketing that we have to do. And we have to figure out not, how not to get shadow banned and like uh, reported or flagged. And we have to start accounts all over again and like risk us being seen by putting like little pictures of us on Twitter or Reddit. And there's just a lot of like, yeah, risk of putting yourself out there publicly. But if you're doing it right and doing it consistent, the numbers that you get, like, yes, it is hard work. So doing hard work, it doesn't seem like hard work because at the end of the day, you see us like cute and naked. But like to get there, we had to like operate a whole psyops on like the government pretty much and like show <laughs> just to show you my ass. Yeah, so yeah. it's like I feel like people should appreciate every girl more. 
I, I do think like sometimes I'm like, fuck, like, <sighs> well, like I said, my OnlyFans is more based off my natural romantic sex life. I don't know. There is also the stigma of a boy not wanting to date me because I'm a sex worker. So that's kind of, that kind of sucks because like no one's really interested in locking this down because I'm not a susceptible woman. Like uh, I don't know. I feel I feel like that's like probably the case because since you're with so many people, mm-hmm. it doesn't seem like you even want to be in a relationship if you're doing that line of work. Like why would you want to yeah. be in a relationship and you and with a bunch of people? So I don't it's know. Like, <laughs> it, so it's like it, I guess the they're right. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I mean, but a relationship ain't all about sex, to be honest. So, I mean, mm-hmm. that's if you look at exactly. it like that's, yeah, if you look at it as like that's you know how my girl is working, like that's her job, you know. I guess you, but I feel like a lot of dudes like we're we're jealous and we're insecure, you know. So it's because we haven't gotten there yet, but it mm-hmm. sucks what? that we have to. It's because we haven't gotten to like a deeper understanding of sex and intimacy and like relationships. We don't have a healthy dynamic in the United States towards anyone. So I did kind of want to talk about, you know, like what is there politics? Like I know you were talking about like trying not to get shadow banned and trying to like place your stuff in the very right place so you can get noticed. Like what's the politics like, you know, you being, you know, a Latina woman, like a Mexican woman? Is it is it crazy out there for for y'all? It's crazy out there. First of all, Reddit. I'm like one of the few Latina girls on Reddit because all the Reddit girlies, their hacker white boyfriends have already helped the white girlies get all their stuff on there, <laughs> get the cream of the crop. Mm-hmm. And so when I'm on there, like I see some Cuban girls or Colombian girls, I'm like, okay, girl, like you made it to Reddit, cool, cool, cool. Mm-hmm. Like, but it's a really hard, intricate system like a social media or whatever and different Mm. types of social medias have different algorithms that are working against you or for you and also shadow bands like instagram like it sucks that an OnlyFans girly especially a person of color or whatever can't really shake ass or put that on their story i mean not that we're doing that because instagram has literally conditioned us we can't do that there for sure yeah it's kind of fucked up because celebrities are constantly shaking their ass in music videos and shit and like and also on instagram and like they don't get shadow banned because they're celebrities but it's the Mm -hmm. same it's like an entertainer and i'm just so confused like it it sucks in that sense it sucks in the algorithms of some apps because some of them favor white people and it just they do all of them I mean, now that Elon owns Twitter, like, who knows how how he's helping out NSFW posts or, like, making it also beneficial for women because the also promotion through Twitter and Reddit is honestly just for the male advantage. Like, all these guys have free porn on Twitter and Reddit. And, of course, it's enticing, especially if you like a girl in the the porn video, you're going to subscribe because, yeah, like, she got your heart cool like mm-hmm. we made it but like <laughs> yeah. all that is so much free content that you guys have access to and i'm like fuck like these guys scammed us and like there's definitely a lot of politics and algorithms and racism and ai technology and shadow banning and nsfw criminalization sex work criminalization online mm-hmm. That kind of sucks. Like, so, so to navigate it, what do you do? You just kind of just try to keep, like, I don't even know how you would navigate that because the algorithm is going to be the algorithm, you know? Like, what is, what's the plan? You just like, have to try the best, be consistent, be smart, make good quality posts. I'd like to play devil's advocate a little bit. Where does this algorithm that you say come from? Uh, like, why do you feel oh, like there's an algorithm? Honestly, so... I don't know. I think of these things subconsciously, but there's a lot mm-hmm. of people of color who have tested this theory as well because it's evident that a lot of content creators are mainly white. Mm-hmm. There's even been people of color content creators that have gone on like trips with all white content creators. 
and like okay. have told their experience on how weird they've treated them, like how much of an outcast that they made them feel like. And I mm. definitely feel that there's like we've gotten we're getting robbed by white people in front of our face and they're they're taking our culture <laughs> and yeah. they're gentrifying all these locations and they're doing it in front <laughs> of our face. That, they are robbing our culture. They're literally robbing us like an open site and like especially online like on social media is so powerful because of the numbers and the engagement that you can reach there's okay. so many men in this world if i got like two percent of them or whatever to just subscribe to my OnlyFans, i'd have a shit ton of money to just survive mm -hmm. in this world for sure and so like there there's numbers then, to this and then what People... i gotta ask a question though once you get that two percent then what well, I don't really care if I get the two percent. I'm not worried about that. But there are content creators. Okay, what what, what about one percent? I if I had a big following, like if I were that yeah. content creator, I exactly. use my platform. That? Yeah, I use it for OnlyFans. Whoever likes me can sign up. Cool. Mm -hmm. I also use it to like promote small businesses, small people, because that's like redistributing wealth, which mm -hmm. is what they don't want. Like they want to keep us into this. So, like, so, so, so you're saying you you will post like your your sexy pictures in porn, and then you will start posting like small businesses once you got up. Well, when the with yeah, I would promote them with like clothes or what I eat or whatever the fuck, or like interview them or like use my. To be truly artistic, for sure, that would just have the link. But I'm saying I had a big audience on like Instagram, for example. I post a lot of content that's not NSFW, but I would have a link and benefit off that as well. Yeah. Let me ask you this, because um, you kind of spoke about artistic, like the artistic aspect. And I was kind of wondering, like, like you said, there's a lot that goes into creating this content for OnlyFans, you know, for the Internet. What how much is how much of the artistic value do you? consider when you're making these videos and taking these pictures like is it something that's like a big like a big deal to you or do you just like how, how is that so first of all honestly if you're a guy you should make only fans for real first of all if you're a guy because as a what? guy dude the thing is like all, as a guy like I, I can't like sell my underwear i can't sell my no socks. dude you can you can they want it <laughs> well, but you can it. like most of my fans are asking for like certain shaped penises to and <laughs> colors to be inside of me. And I'm like, I thought you were my fans. Like, <laughs> you want all that? You want them? Uh, like, it, like, okay. But, um, guys. So, so I, I got to ask a question. There's I'm, a percentage like of guys that subscribe to a guy creator, like, they also make bread. How much could I make for my underwear? I'm sure someone would pay a hundred bucks at least. hundred bucks. That's yeah. it? Really? You gotta find it. I, I don't know. I'm not the That's market, but, but like, um, <laughs> I could That's see a hundred. No, I thought I thought that was a little light. I thought I was spending at least a thousand, but all right. I, I'm sure you can find it. I could see it. I could see your finesse skills. It just has to do with you. It's, it really it's all a finesse, really. It's a finesse of yourself, like or or someone that's that likes your energy for sure. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But so for artists, like what I invest in the things for OnlyFans, like I feel like girls invest a lot. We get outfits, toys. Um, makeup fucking uh, just so much i don't even know like i can't yeah makeup <laughs> outfits and that's a lot like a makeup yeah. product like a brush is like a blush is like 50 bucks and then God this damn. is like 70 and then this is like skincare probably like fa like facials botox like honestly a lot like any alterations to your body like we definitely invest a lot to make an OnlyFans. Uh, photo photo shoots sometimes they're three hundred, four hundred dollars. Mm -hmm. Outfit, yeah. Now, like, how do you prepare? Like, is it is it like you got to listen to music before you do this shit, or is it? It sounds like if sometimes it's like spur of the moment. Like, but how do you prepare to like do a shoot? Mm -hmm. 
Sometimes what me and my friend like doing now is like renting a hotel for a day mm -hmm. for like 180, 150, like a nice one or like 200, 250, 300, whatever. Mm -hmm. And splitting it. And then um, we'll just make content all day. And we'll just like take cute pictures in different outfits and like shake our asses or do like feet stuff or like play with our toys or like, of course, we drink, we smoke. It's a little stressful. It's a lot of content to be made. Like sometimes it'll be natural, just me in my room listening to music, like getting cute and then setting up my camera. And Are you into signs? And like, when's your birthday Science. and all that stuff? Like astrology. Yeah. What are you? I'm an Aries. What are you? you what does <clears throat> Aries mean, Matt? You you really into that? I don't fucking know. <laughs> I have no idea. What are you guys? Um, I'm the most hated by all women. I'm a Cancer. Rod, what oh, are you? Nice. Rod. All right. So we got an Aries and a Cancer. So what's that mean? I don't know. What are you though? <laughs> I don't fucking know. Oh. I'm a Libra. What are you, Libra? You little sneaky sneak. <laughs> You're just out there acting like you don't know what's going on. You're the Libra, the one who's been like, yeah, my mic isn't working. And like, <laughs> you're <laughs> hiding your communication skills. So is that something that you take into account, like on a day-to-day -day basis? Or do you even know, like, the characteristics of Aries? How do you feel about that? I'm an Aries. I'm the baby Zodiac. I'm the first Zodiac. I am the first one that comes. So I'm like the leader of the Zodiacs, but I'm the youngest wow. one. Like I am a baby leader. But so as I get older, I grow into my wisdom, but I'm mm -hmm. just, just like innocent until then. And like, I, so many, I see it like my friends are evil and I'm like, what the fuck? Bitch? <laughs> and <laughs> And I'm and like they know I'm like not stupid like I'm just like innocent but I do have my moments like Aries will they consider us fiery but I think it's because we like we like take in so much abuse and then we like freak out <laughs> mm -hmm. holding all that shit in and it's like when you get yeah that makes sense I, um, I want to switch the uh, conversation a little bit do you consider yourself being pussy positive? Like as Amber Pussy, Rose what does that say, mean? she does. How Amber Rose has her slut walk. Oh hell yeah! I saw that. I saw that interview, and I was like, hell yeah! And I posted it from my Twitter to IG, and then everyone started posting it the next day. But also on TikTok, the caption was like, Amber Rose, said she doesn't care, and it's like that's not even like the important. <laughs> like she said, like it was like the context, and I was like, what? And it turns so many guys. I, I fuck with Amber Rose. Her. It was crazy. But yeah, if it's pussy positive Amber Rose, I support that 100%. Um, yeah, if someone wants to do whatever they want with their vagina, they definitely should. It's their body part. Just like you could do whatever you want with your dick. And like, you know, I would hope no one fucking restricts you and like your dick and like what you can do with it. That sounds, I mean, unless it's like a rape or non-consensual, but like. I don't know. It's because men have already been allowed to do a lot. And I feel like as women, like, we're like... You think we have been allowed to do a lot? Yeah, that, like, the more that y'all want to do is, like, just extremes of things y'all haven't done. But, like, um, yes, you guys have been able to do a lot. <laughs> I don't think I so. I think... You don't think so? No. I don't agree. Well... <laughs> as far as your body autonomy, you have been, but... As far as your maybe love autonomy or like emotional side, maybe you have not explored that side yet mm. or like certain things we lack due to society's conditioning for sure. But I okay. think you have a lot of How do we get out of that? <sighs> You're asking the wrong person. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's take it here. Like I want to kind of end on a on a I don't know. I thought this shit was funny when I heard about this shit. Um, do you know who... Are you familiar with Glorilla? Glorilla, yeah. Yeah, so Glorilla, she's a super dope artist out of Memphis. Um, good rap artist and stuff like that. Fire. I think, yeah, she's super dope. And um, so Fire. She, so she had made, like... I don't know where this came up. I think she might have been on, like... Uh, there's a podcast called um, 
lip service with Angela Lee, Angela Yee, where they usually kind of talk about sexual topics and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And she said that she likes for her dude to like come on her fries and she'll eat the fries. Like, I that saw was, that clip. Okay, yeah. y'all are <laughs> y'all y'all are lucky. I follow like all these press media news outlets stories on my podcast page because I come across all these crazy podcasts and like PR videos and they're so crazy and funny but yeah I saw that one I think she was just unleashing her little inner freak because they were talking about another freaky thing that she doesn't she didn't recognize and then they Mm -hmm. asked her like what's the freakiest thing she's done and then she answered saying like that weird like crazy thing but like like i said you never know what types of freak you are with certain people like certain people you connect with and it's like something that like is unstudied and like you just explored and unlocked so like for her i think she was fucking just like feeling herself and that guy and like their (laughs) chemistry whatever but um yeah, it's like girls getting together, just unlocking and talking about their sexuality, which is really good. I- is that what you do with your podcast? When I seen your YouTube shit, it seemed like you were like on a set. I have a studio in Austin called Dawa Studios, and they help people of color record their podcasts there or uh, record a DJ um, set or a performance of some sort. Like they have a studio in Austin where they let people of color do that and um they i applied to one of their grants and i got accepted out of like a hundred like or ten thousand people or like a hundred thousand like it was a good number and Mm -hmm. um yeah they picked me so i've recorded video ones in their studio and with like headphones you just did like a bunch of episodes right yeah like three i did three episodes that week i was in austin but I live in LA, so I don't really have anyone that sponsors me in LA to like record whoever in a nice space. I want to yeah. talk about like a, a past episode that you had on your girlfriend podcaster. Is that what it is called? Uh, Girl, Girl Friday. Friday. Yes. yes. Girl Friday podcast. Yeah. You had a guy on and he was talking about how Yeezy stole his ideas. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I was just kind of very interested. I was listening to that. I listened to the entire podcast because I was trying to figure out, like, how did this whole thing start and then how it ended? And I like how you really transitioned that throughout the entire podcast Mm -hmm. um, to try to get to the answer. But I want to know, did you really believe you stole his ideas or I do you think because like throughout the interview when I was listening, I was like, you didn't really really say if you say, Oh yeah, okay, I, I think you did, or or I think he didn't. So I wasn't sure. Well, we re- we had recorded an episode um like three weeks before the one I released, and that one was like corrupted, like you couldn't hear mm. shit. So mm-hmm. I was like I have to interview him again. And honestly, by that time, he was already on all these other podcasts talking about it. Like he was on a on a roll. Like he was honestly really mad when we first talked about the situation, like more passionate and like mad easy. And like then when I actually interviewed him, it seemed like he was trying to come with terms with what had happened. And he was like, I mean, you know, and he was kind of like making excuses for him or something like that. Like not excuses, but he was being more like caring about the situation when he shouldn't have. Can we go a little bit more to specific though? Can we go to more specifics of what exactly did he feel like was stolen? He had brought, so he's a fashion major and I don't know, there's terms to like certain items that you you design, you make them, you produce them, and they're part of your collection. So they're an item, like they're already your item. So he had a bunch of those types of items that were his line already produced for his line and, you know, ideas executed everything. I forgot what they're called though. But he had a bunch of those items and um, 
he met up with Yeezy's crew. I forgot the guy's name. Do y'all know who I'm talking about? Um, I'm not sure the name either, no. That's at the tip of my tongue. Um, not Virgil. Whatever. One of his main, yeah, one of his main associates pretty much invited him to like this Yeezy church thing. He showed up, mm -hmm. saw him the first, said hi bye, and then he saw him another time and gave him the stuff. And when you look at the pictures of like the glasses, like all those Yeezy glasses, I think they definitely obviously have a strong resemblance to what Frankie, Frankie, Frankie created. And mm -hmm. what Frankie creates is so curated and like no one thinks of these ideas but him. Like because each designer, like a real small designer, has like certain things about him that are very influential and people take and, and make different products with it. Mm -hmm. And it's uh, like property, like intelligent property, or I forgot what it is. Like a lot of designers are struggling with it because there's some really unique designers that will come up with a certain thing and boom. Cause they already see that like mm. trend or wave or pattern somehow. And people could see that too. Like we're not like, we like fashion, we like things, we like visual visually a pleasing like appeasing things and like mm -hmm. yeah a lot of designers struggle with with uh, intellectual property getting stolen so when you're doing your content do you try to do anything different with your content like how do you feel like you're different from anyone else uh i'm definitely not different in most ways i'm the same and in most ways um I do a lot of creative shit for sure. I will give myself that. But I try and do sexy photo shoots myself, people that I have meetups with that are okay with me recording it if I think it's sexy or I look mm -hmm. hot. Um, and then my intimate life do like to record it if it's like an experience that I'm into. I want to do more content in the sense that I want a bigger apartment so I can do more at home cute content and be like, like have a good feminine presence and like be like chilling in my fucking castle and like diamonds show that like with my plants and like mm -hmm. you know like i do want a bigger apartment as far as like making better content let me ask you one more question right quick too and we're about to you know get up out of here um you've been gracious enough yeah. to you know speak to us and um i want to ask one more question based off what you just said um so you kind of talked about you want to have your own apartment and shoot content on your and you're like a new place to shoot to shoot stuff right but like is there ever any danger of mm -hmm. like you seeing somebody seeing like your background and knowing where you know knowing where you stay at and just kind of like maybe stalkers and stuff like that have you experienced any of that with OnlyFans? i don't know i've never gotten a stalker don't scare me don't scare me because um. like <laughs> i don't know i trust guys but i also screen them mm, okay but i trust guys way too much to be like okay yeah I definitely take precaution and like who I'm meeting up with and shit like that, but you never know. You're right. And I'm actually writing never mind. Never mind. Okay. You don't <laughs> no, want to speak like, on it yet? I don't want to manifest that. I'm saying okay, I don't want okay. to manifest that, but that uh, that would be crazy. I wouldn't even know what to do. Okay. Damn, I didn't mean to put that in your mind right now, my bad. Right? <laughs> but, okay. Okay. Right. Okay. So yeah, but um, so I guess just to wrap it up, so like you know, what can we expect from Yoshika, like you know, content wise, or just like any big moves that you plan on doing, you know, twenty twenty three and beyond. So I plan on being on two more podcasts uh, from these people that have the podcast in Austin. So two mm -hmm. Austin podcasters are interviewing me. I look forward to that. I also, like I said, I'm looking for my new apartment, so better types of content, like whether it's in the kitchen or like a bigger living room and better light, and mm -hmm. like also bathtub videos. I just want different cute aesthetics, so that's going to come soon. Um, hopefully I get a boyfriend. I'm looking for a boyfriend. I'm taking boyfriend applications. 
And okay, we can okay. pick someone like that I can make a bag with or something. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Sounds good. Well, um, but yeah, so we'll go ahead and post, you know, everything, you know, your secret related in the description box. But like I said, we appreciate you for coming through and, and speaking to us today. And like it was definitely a dope conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess any last words before you Thank get up out of here? Guys. Thank you guys for interviewing me and taking the time to listen to my like little pointless dumb rants. Appreciate it. <laughs> no, absolutely. It was great. It was great having you. So, absolutely. folks, that has been the episode, this episode of the Friends Podcast, man. Thank you so much for listening, and we out. Peace and love. <laughs>